You are listening to Takedowns to Breakdowns. Go. Happy New Year. Happy New Sorry, Year. Sorry, that was really loud. That was really loud. <laughs> Happy New Year, everybody. Welcome for 2019. Yeah. It's a great time. Hope everybody had a good, uh, a very good holiday. Have had, had a very good New Year's. Um, yeah. How was your How was your New Year's? Was it good? How was your Christmas? Was it good? Uh, Christmas was good. Yeah, it was. It was actually both both days were very quiet. Uh, only That's always be- good. Yeah, you know what it is. It's just we've had a lot of relatives just move out of out of state recently, so it's just you know it's, there's been less and less. Yeah. Uh, members and even New Year's. I mean, my wife and I just kind of vegetated on the couch played some video games oh it's awesome it's cracked awesome. open Just a vegetable. bottle of champagne hey. you know at midnight but then we were like all right we, we both have work tomorrow so <laughs> yeah just go to bed yeah yeah that's good that's good what about you man um i i had some time off for new year's the new year's eve the new year's day week which i loved i got so much done i finally finished fixing my car i finally fixed some stuff around the house i was able to finish cleaning up some things uh it's really just me getting stuff done so so here's the thing that people here's a life pro tip for those who have to deal with housework like yard work and shit do everything you can now in the winter because yes you can't really dig if it's been frozen the ground's been frozen for too Mm -hmm. long but it's been warm recently so Mm -hmm. it's fine if you need to dig but i did like i stripped paint i sanded i repainted and finished i cleaned out a shed like when you do stuff outside when it's like cold you don't have to deal with anything. You don't have to deal with mugginess. You don't have to deal with bugs, flies, mosquitoes buzzing around you. Yeah. You don't have to deal with running into weird shit like like scary-ass insects or creepy-ass shit. The odds of you getting like rodents anywhere is pretty low. Like mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like It's just it's overall so much better. There's no overgrowth of anything. Yeah. Because all the leaves are off. You don't have to worry about like snakes. Like you, there's there's literally no concerns other than like you lose light sooner, and it's cold, so put on a jacket. And I love working outside in the cold because of that. Mm. So I've just been doing so much shit. Um, yeah, cause just because I like getting because this way when the summer comes, nothing to do other than just mow the yard. Yeah, I already pruned go. all the trees, cut all the hedges. I already like did all the fucking groundwork for shit. I cleaned out the shit that I didn't. I I don't want to clean when it's super hot and humid and buggy. So it's just life's fucking good. So that's all I did. Um, but yeah, that was getting accomplished feels good. And that's that's kind of what I did. That's kind of what I did. Um, but yeah, but yeah, let's talk about what tonight's gonna be. So first of all, let's say welcome to the new era, the new era of the UFC officially being um, mainstream. Mm-hmm. I always know, like, yes, I know you're listening. Yes, UFC MMA has been mainstream for a while. Eh, it has. It's officially mainstream. It's t- 2019. UFC is now partnering with ESPN, and they've kicked off on ESPN's streaming service, ESPN Plus, which is a pretty sweet deal. Uh, you pay, like, a monthly subscription service. I think it's, like, five bucks a month or something like that. Oh, that's that. That's a steal. Yeah, and you get access to so much of the UFC library. Um, features, you know, behind the scenes look, post fight shows. It's really cool. It's also cool if you like sports in general, like me. So you get to catch a whole bunch of shit. It's really neat. But what's really cool is that to kick off their like partnership, uh, the ESPN did a 25 greatest fights. So this is like ESPN's take 
on what are the 25 best fights in the UFC. And we're going to go through them. And you guys are going to just witness what it's like when Mikey and I do it, when it's just us at the bar, when we always talk about our origin stories of doing this, you mm-hmm. know, years and years ago, going to the bar, getting wings and some beers and watching shit and yelling. Uh, it probably won't be that animated because we're not, we won't be drinking or eating and uh, yeah. it's not going to be a noisy, loud ass bar. But it's going to be cool because some of these fights we haven't seen and some of these fights I guarantee you I'm going to get upset about with their placement. Okay. So we're going to get started right now. Uh, we're not going to play the volume. Actually, we'll play a little volume just so it's not dead quiet. But uh, we don't want there to be too much noise going on in the background with us not uh, talking if we're just watching shit. But um, <clears throat> but yeah, right now we're starting at number 25. Number 25 is looking like Czech Congo versus Pat Berry. UFC Fight Night, June 26, 2011. I remember the highlight of this fight. This fight's pretty fucking insane. So this is going to be cool. So Mikey, okay. have you seen this fight before? No. This, dude, I think 2011 is when uh, you and I first met. So I want to say um, <clears throat> I started really getting into watching UFC with you probably around 2012 or 2013 ish. Yeah. I want to say it was 2012. 2012 yeah, it was, yeah, it was before I got married. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Um, you've probably seen the highlight of this fight, and when you see it, you might re- you might recognize it. Okay. But um, if you don't, that's also cool because I'm gonna be able to see your reaction to this fucking monster ass crazy fight. So this is gonna be neat. So yeah. Uh, turn it up a little bit more. There you go. Ugh. There won't so, be like a copyright strike for this, is there? There shouldn't for be. For the audio? Okay. I don't see why not. There All shouldn't right. be. Um, I mean, that's why it's kind of low in the background, right? I mean, I, I, I think if we talk over it, I can like talk as it, often as we are, we'll I'll be fine. How about that? There you go. So anyways, um, what was I going to say? You, so I don't know if you know this, you probably do, but Pat Barry is now a coach. Okay. And he actually is now, I think he's engaged to Rose Namajunas. Yes. Okay. Yeah. He may look familiar. It's because of that. Okay. Yeah. I. You know what it is? I, I'm picturing him with a little more. Does he have more hair now? Uh, I don't know if he has more hair. But he, he has or a different bit, hairstyle. He, nope. Nope. He has is a little bit more same? weight. He's a little bit more weight to him. Because okay. he's not competing anymore. But he's fucking massive. Look at his shoulders. Yeah. Like, look at his, look at his side profile. He's, look at the fucking. Jesus Christ. <laughs> his shoulders. Look at that shit. Look at his back. It's fucking massive. What dude. weight class is this? Uh, sh- I think it was... Was it light heavyweight? I think it was light heavyweight. We'll find out. We'll find out. He's fucking big. He's fucking big. Speaking of UFC and ESPN, uh, the first UFC event uh, of 2019 is going to be on ESPN. And it's TJ Dillashaw, Henry Cejudo... Um, I think it's, I know Aspen Ladd's fighting. I think it's Holly Holm. Uh, we talked about it last podcast, mm. about all those fights, and I'm really looking forward to it. Mainly because the big concern I've been seeing is everybody keeps talking about TJ Dillashaw making weight. Because mm. they're saying, like, dude, you're super shredded at 135. I don't know how you're going to drop 10 more pounds. So now, qu- here's a question. Uh, while they're still doing all the... Um, I mean, we can skip the intros, too. The, the intros. Um, now that they're partnered with ESPN, are they still going to be doing pay-per-views? Yes. Oh, they are. Very. F- there's a lot less pay-per-views. Okay. I think there's only like six, six or eight on the year now. Okay. I want to say instead of like every month. Gotcha. There's a pay-per-view. Here we go. Let's fucking 
not waste battery life and precious people's time listening to the fucking intros here. Oh my god, look at this dude. <laughs> oh yeah, he's Czech Congo. So, you've definitely heard of Czech Congo. He sounds familiar. Uh, he's he's known for being a fucking monster, if you can't tell by just looking at him. Jesus. <laughs> and with the name as Czech Congo. <laughs> Czech Congo is a fucking beast. And look how young Bruce Buffer is. I know. Jesus, and look how in shape uh, Dan Mergliata is. I mean, Dan's a massive human being, but, you know, all the years of traveling and having a ref, all these events, you know, it takes a toll on your body. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's also funny when you see shots of, like, Dana White in some of these fights. You know what I mean? Like, because they're going to be all over. So, I know Stefan Bonner, Forrest Griffin's coming up, you know what I mean? And you're going to see that shit. It's going to be hilarious seeing, like, a super young Dana White. Here we go. Kickboxing, okay. Oh, fuck. Light heavyweight. I'm sorry. Heavyweight, 5'3", 243 pounds. Jesus. Yeah. Woo. You know what's crazy? He's fucking massive, but he doesn't look it because Czech Congo's standing in the ring. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, look at this guy. 6'4", 234. I mean, yes, a lot of it's hype, people. I, we get it. We get it. But still... Holy! He's got fuck. more muscle tone. Like the other guy, he's got muscle. You can Pat. see it. Yeah, he's got. Yeah, this guy's a little bit more toned. I think. Pat Barry, uh, uh Congo. Yeah. Yeah. Oh boy. So, now, what's this guy's background? Congo. Congo? Yeah. Uh, they're both kind of. They're both kind of like boxers in a way. Okay. Yeah. I mean, they're both known for their knockout power. All right. I would already <laughs> piss my pants seeing that stare. Um, I, th- I I personally think Pat Barry has a has, is a really good blend. I was actually gonna say, um, especially with Pat Barry's uh, like takedown abilities, um, good leg kicks. I was gonna say the the thing with that I really like about this is that because this is first of all way back, right? This is 2011. You see sponsors. Um, it, it's it's old school UFC. That's not really super old school, but it's older UFC. It's what's what's cool about it is that you see a very different style of heavyweight fighting yeah there's a lot of activity um they're fucking shredded you know what i mean like like there there's a lot of variable when it comes a lot of variety when it comes to their technique you see a lot more than just i feel like there's a there's so many heavyweights today where it's just trade and bang with your hands and then eventually there's wrestling involved Mm -hmm. and then it's ground and pound if you don't knock them out yeah don't get me wrong that's kind of been always been the the mo for heavyweight but both these guys are super skilled, and it's really cool to see that kind of skill level with this kind of speed and technique. And it's just it, to me, it's just it's really uh, it's really admirable when you look at today's heavy. Also, look at their bodies as two forty three, mm-hmm. two hundred forty three pounds, and look how shredded they are. Like, how often do you see that now with heavyweights? Yeah, you don't exactly. You really don't. You see, you see a good amount of uh, dad bods. <laughs> not to shame dad bods. Not to. Not but to now say. I wonder if that has a lot to do with. Um you know, this whole, like, USADA thing the last few years and them, like, really being strict and with the testing and... Do you think that do you think that has a huge amount of it? I think so. I mean, especially if it wasn't, like, if in certain cases it's not the fighter's fault that they got a, you know, like, a, a defective supply or whatever, or a tainted supply of whatever it was they were taking, you know, and they have to stop taking it. 
I think so. Yeah, that's a good point. I think I think what's really cool when you watch like watch Pat Barry's footwork. He just switched stances right there. He was orthodox. He just went southpaw. Like that's really that's that's. Oh my god! Ooh, overhand right. Good overhand, yeah. Overhand right by Pat. Ooh, blitzing, blitzing, blitzing. Hammers. Oh, there we go. Wow. Look at this. Look at this. So, check for those, everybody who's listening. Oh. <laughs> what just happened? Woo. I'm sorry, what? Hold on. Hold on. You, they'll show the replay. They'll show the replay. I, I love I love getting your reaction because I knew that this is how it was going to end. I love getting your reaction for this. Wait. What? Look at Chicago's back. Wait. Oh, my God. Pat had it. He did. What? Check Congo. A, uh, fucking. I, wa- I have to see. Yeah, I want to see. This massive. What he hit him with. His. <clears throat> All right. That was the first time. Pat that Barry was- hits him with an overhand right. Okay. Scrambles on top. Starts throwing combos to the head. Tries to ground a pound. Check Congo tries to get up. Starts getting up. Oh. Goes for a double. Pat stuffs it. Check Congo gets up. Time. Pat hits him with another uh, right hook. Tries to, he throws a dropping right hook. Keeps throwing rights. Keeps throwing power rights. Check Congo feels the body. Goes for the single again on the left side. Pat Berry comes in ready to throw the right. Guard high. Check Congo hits him on the right. Moves Pat Berry's body right, so to the left. Two, okay. Pat two Berry overhands. tries to come back up, and Chicago hits him with the uppercut. Wow. So you watch. So Pat, left hand comes up. Yep. Recovers, gets back into engagement. Boom. And there you go. Wow. <laughs> That was. Can you imagine what what Pat's feeling? Right? Is he feeling like anger, shame, disappointment, or do you think he's well, just, just like? That's just a huge fucking twist. Exactly. Like, well, that's why it's number twenty five. Wow, it's a crazy fight. There you go. Boom. Look I'm, at that. Right. See, I'm surprised he didn't stop it there. The uh, the ref. Bergelada. Yeah. Bergelada. Yeah. No, he could have. He definitely could have, but he didn't. You know why? It's because you saw Czech Congo still reacting. Yeah, yeah. Don't get me wrong. Like, in the first one, he could have, but he got, he came back in the middle of that, you know? Yeah. So, all right. That's a good That's a good fight. I think that, that definitely wow. deserves now being I wonder, the top 25. Now, I wonder if he... Okay, those two overhands that he did yeah. that knocked out Pat. Yeah. You think he was recovered or do you think that was luck just like he was like you know what i'm seeing like four of you let me just try something i think he just swung the uppercut he saw because the uppercut was right on flush yeah so he saw the uppercut but the right i think he saw pat coming to range oh by the way number 24 johnson versus gaichi ufc fight night july 7th 2017 is going to be fight number 24 of greatest of all time um i think personally check congo had enough to realize Pat Berry was right in range. He threw the right to try to back him up. Mm-hmm. Uh, it did. Pat Berry took it, came right back up and stood right back up. And then that's when he hit him with the uppercut coming in. So. All right. So what are we looking at here? Looking at Justin Gaethje versus Michael Johnson. All right. And uh, backgrounds. So, 
Uh, backgrounds, backgrounds. Well, so this is this is kind of the thing that I got in a Twitter war with with some people. Like, so perfect example, <clears throat> Justin Gaethje's a wrestler. Okay. But Justin Gaethje loves to throw leg kicks. He loves to punch. Oh. He loves to box and brawl. <clears throat> He's known okay. for... He fought Eddie Alvarez to one of the most... And, like, one of the most violent fights. You know what I mean? Like... Justin Gaethje openly said, "I'm probably I only probably have like four fights left in my career, if that, because of how I fight. Because I just want to lay in the fire and I just want to throw bombs and take bombs. I just want to fucking and it bothers me. And I've said this when I like break down Gaethje's fights live. I'm like, why does he? Ref- First of all, he immediately covers up like he's in boxing. See that? Yeah. He his hands immediately come high. Not the worst idea. Not the greatest idea when you're wearing four ounce gloves. It's not like you're gonna be blocking a lot. Yeah." You know what I mean? Ooh, that was a nice combo. Ooh. Yeah, so Gaethje is a guy who loves to go for the finish no matter what. He doesn't let go of decision. He will go for it. And he says, he said it. He says, if I get knocked out, fuck it. I get knocked out. So that's the kind of vicious, crazy fucking dude you're dealing with, Justin Gaethje. So as far as background goes, he's a, he's a fantastic wrestler. But he, ne- he never uses it. Okay. Which is super frustrating. Uh, Michael Johnson, I don't know his background. I think he's just an MMA guy. He's just a straight uh, mixed martial artist. The thing with Michael Johnson is that he's been, he's been, uh, he's kind of like Rory McDonald in a sense that he's nah, definitely not to the hype of McDonald, but he's been hyped to this to this level of so much potential for being great. Okay, and then he always stunts it, it or it always gets stunted on him. Like he just he can't get it done. For whatever reason. But you see how Gaethje doesn't, like, try to pace or, or waste time? Yeah. He just walks and stays in range. Stays in range. Stays in range. Johnson tries to circle out. Nope. Gaethje comes right back into range. Nope. I love just standing here. He walks in guard high, like, throw it. Almost like Diaz. You know? How Nick and Nate just, like, cover up. And they're like, what? Yeah. And then they throw a slap or they throw a one-two or something. Look, he walks right back in. Like, watch... Gaethje's feet. Nope, I'm following. I come right yeah, back. Look uh, how yeah. look how close he gets to him. Practically touching, yeah. Right yep. off the bat. Nope, I want to stay right here. What are you going to do? You're going to hit me? Go ahead, hit me. Hit me. I'm going to hit you. Let's go. Let's go. I want to stay on you. Let's go. I want to stay on you. Look how much Johnson keeps trying to circle away. Like, nope, nope. I'm going to get on the outside. Nope, not enough. See how Gaethje smiles when he gets hit? Yeah. He's like, ah fucking psychopath ooh ooh vicious rights look at that now Johnson's going to the left Gaethje follows Johnson's trying to trying to get some distance in range look so here's another thing look Johnson just threw how many leg kick and like head combos there and Gaethje doesn't step back he doesn't step left or right he eats them he just guards up and says I'll fucking take it just fucking hit my guard let's go it's fucking crazy, man. It's fucking crazy. It's crazy that he does that in four ounce fucking gloves. I feel bad for his brain cells. Yeah. It's like, what are you doing? Look at that. He's not even trying to clinch him. He just, nope. And this is what interests me. It's like, if your background, or maybe not his background, but if he's a really good wrestler, why not use that to your advantage? Dude, he likes to throw. Look at that. He just like I mean, he's popping shots, you know, but he likes to throw. 
He likes to throw, but it's it is. I understand there's a clinch. It's weird because it happens, dude. You see dudes who are like like jujitsu black belts who are like, oh no, I'll totally throw leg kicks all day. It's like what? What, what are you doing? Like, I understand you want to be diverse. You want to have, you know, a, a large toolkit, which you should have in MMA. Yeah, but if like Gaethje can out wrestle Michael Johnson, and he's like, nope, I'd rather just walk in. Stay in this close range and just trade blows. Oh, oh. Finally, there we go. Yep. There you go. And Johnson hit him. Gaethje wobbled to the cage. Now Johnson's trying to pour on the pressure. Trying to find the, the holes in the defense. There's not much defense there to have to find yeah. holes on. Just so let's. That see. was good. That was a good round. Yeah. They're like, hey, 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 hey. Why do you like getting hit so much? <laughs> hey, hey, listen to me. Listen to me. Listen to me. I can hit you for free if you want. Like, and not in front of thousands of people. You just like getting hit? Is that what it is? You want to eat left hooks and right uppercuts like that? And you want to get wobbled? I mean, it's, his, his style is definitely interesting, though. Just, you know. Gaethje's or Johnson's? Staying within range. Well. The entire time, putting that pressure on. The Diaz brothers do it very very like very similar but very similar but they they don't aggressively engage in that range the same way the diaz brothers have also not to you know be redundant they have range they're lanky dudes yeah they have long ass arms you know what i mean gaichi's small gaichi doesn't really have the largest reach here yeah you know what i mean when you have somebody like Diaz, Nick, or Nate, they have s- such a long reach. They don't have. They could be engaging you from like right there. But look, Gaethje will step in even closer before he throws. Watch again. Watch the feet. Look how close yeah. he gets before yeah. he engages. He's like, nope. A, he needs to because of his reach. But B, it's like, no. I want to get in this. I want to get in this bulldog range. I want to get. In, I want to get in dog fight range. You know what I mean? I want to get so close to this fucking dirty boxing range at all times. That was like a slipping like collar tie with an uppercut by Gaethje. It's just, you know what it is? You know what really bothers me? The covering up part. Mm. You know what I mean? Because like, unless he was super elusive with his head movement or his upper body in a way, like... It's just super frustrating because you're you're seeing something that just is not going to protect him enough. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, his fight with Eddie Alvarez has to be in this greatest of twenty five list, and we'll see some fucking some carnage from that fight. But I mean, it's just ridiculous to expect this is gonna. And he, again, he knows it. He said it. It's not going to lead to a long career. No. Oh. Stumbling. Johnson's catching him. Johnson's catching him. (laughs) 
Oh. But you see what I mean? Like, like, Gaethje has this weird mindset where he's like, I will eat three to land one because my one can put you away. You know what I mean? I feel like there's certain fighters or there's certain, yeah, there's certain fighters that are athletes that are martial artists and those that are just actual fighters. To me, like Mike Perry is a fighter. Mike Perry is a guy who just wants to hurt people, Mm -hmm. you know, Uh, Robbie Lawler. He's Robbie Lawler makes me think a lot of Justin Gaethje in the same way, where I think they're like martial artists in the sense of not like what you think of as a gi in a dojo. I think of like a samurai warrior. (laughs) I was just going to say a warrior. Yeah. They're like, no, I'm a martial artist. I'm a warrior spirit and I will die by the sword. You know, which to me is fucking insane that that's a that's a mindset you have. Yeah. But you know, they're maybe they're just wired that way, and that's how it is. Like Robbie Lawler's this like. I forget the interview. I think it was after the Roy McDonald fight. He was like, "I fucking love fighting." Like, you know, like, <laughs> just like, Jesus Christ! Like his lips split all the way up to his nose. Oh, and I hope I hope shit. that fight is part of this the twenty five. It has to be in the top five. Easy. It has to easily be in the top five. But you know what I mean? Like it like it's like that warrior fucking like it, ugh. And I forgot what fight it was that uh we had watched recently, but uh him and Rory do that thing where at the end of the round they had that stare down like That was okay. that fight. That was the rematch, the second fight. No, but I think there was another um there were it was another it was two other fighters though that did that right after the end of a round they're just looking at each other like okay. Oh, oh like, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. See, I think yeah. it Max Holloway. Did. I think it was a Max Holloway fight. It might have been. Ooh. 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 Wow. Big breath. Big breath. See, that's a problem. When you're Michael Johnson and you're just leaning against the fence as Justin Gaethje takes a deep breath and just walks towards you and you don't try to get out of there. Oh, shit. Oh, get up. Get up. Ooh. Nice knee. Ooh. You know what's really cool? They're Ooh, they're, t- they're exhausted. That's, they're wobbling. See, that's the crazy part. Look at this output that they're Wait, putting They're on. like, fuck it. Just- <laughs> you know, he's like, get up. Get up. He's like, get up. Let's go. Wow. You know what's crazy? We're used to seeing this kind of exhaustion in the fourth and fifth rounds. We're used to seeing this exhaustion. That's it. Oh. (laughs) We're used to seeing this type of exhaustion with, uh... Oh, here we go. Oh! Oh, wow. Okay. And so... We're, like, you're used to seeing that exhaustion from, like, light heavyweights and heavyweights when they throw that many, those many combos. Think about how many strikes that they threw in just two rounds. Yeah. Especially because Gaethje kept staying in such close range here. That was a great cross right there by Michael Johnson. Again. Jab. Just, good jab, though. Yeah. Good jab by Gaethje. Look how fast Johnson throws. He throws so quick. Ooh, short uppercut. That was such a short uppercut. Ooh. So that was it. That was it. 
Oof. Nice flying knee. Faking flying knee, jumping knee, yeah. Oh, man. Oof, another knee to the forehead. Another, another knee to the knee. forehead. Ooh, those fucking knees, man. Wow. You know what's cool about this? We're watching fights, like, just go. <laughs> Is this your first Justin Gaethje fight you've seen? Yeah. Yeah? Yep. Oh, man. So what do you think about Justin Gaethje? You're probably going to see more of him. Unique fighting style. Um, I have to agree. I don't like his uh, defense technique, you know, with the, the hands going up. Um, I think it's interesting, though, uh, staying within range or even closer. Um, At all times. Yeah. I mean, I'd like to see more wrestling. I'd like to see how he is with the wrestling. But, uh, yeah, I mean, that, that was insane. Yeah, right. Oh, have you seen this fight? I think this we might have years ago. Oh man, I I, I think I remember <clears throat> this fight with you. I think I remember this fight with you. Let's see, number no 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 fight number twenty three. Bj Penn versus George St Pierre, UFC fifty eight. I remember seeing this though. I remember, because it was like such a big thing. It's like BJ Penvis, George St. Pierre, holy shit. You have yeah. the prodigy verse, you know, this self, like this this possible greatest of all time. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. holy shit. <laughs> when did GSP get signed with UFC? This it was, it, was it around this time? No, it was earlier than this. Earlier? I think. Yeah. Yeah, no, they want to put a new, a newly signed fighter against fucking a legend like BJ Penn, against the prodigy. Were you ever a big BJ Penn fan? Not a fan, but no? um, I, I've seen a couple of. I think we've seen a couple of fights. We have. I've always. Isn't he the first? Uh, sorry to interrupt. Isn't he like the first? Um, Two title champion, ever. BJ Penn. Yeah, like he he's the first one to get a champion in two different. I don't know if it's like weight divisions within the UFC or something like that. I thought I heard that somewhere. Uh, I th I think he was. Um, let me see. Let's see. Ugh. Uh, I know he's a multiple champion. Like he's oh yeah yeah for he's sure. won multiple belts. But I think that was like what was unique about him is he had a championship. No, he, BJ Penn never held two titles at the same time. Conor McGregor no, was the no first. no not at the but he's won okay. he's won multiple Walter Weight lightweight um, multiple times. I think he was trying to get uh, man. Too bad GSP doesn't do those anymore. Speaking I mean, of, when are we going to see him fight again? I don't know. He's He said on a Joe Rogan pod, uh, podcast interview, he said, uh, I'm in no rush. He was like, I got my colitis under control. He said, uh, I'll fight whatever seems to be the most interesting to me. I don't need the money. I don't need the damage. I'm having fun with martial arts again. I'm having fun with life. I don't need, I don't need to do it. But I'm willing if... Ooh, 
Nice. I'm willing, I'm willing if, you know, circumstances line up properly. Yeah. Man, GSP's already bleeding. Fuck. All right, I, for, I keep forgetting you've never seen all these fights. So this is cool. I like this. Yeah, growing up, I mean, I mean, I was always aware of a thing called the UFC. But back then, I didn't really... I was like, oh, well, like, what the hell is this? You know, it's just like... The first thing I always thought of was underground fighting. You know, it's just brawling. I didn't really respect what it was. <laughs> what if UFC stood for Underground Fight Club? <laughs> I mean... Oh, God. Here comes the wrestling. Oh, shit. Here we go. Ooh. So, you know what's funny? I feel like GSP's dominance with his wrestling really comes off of his uh, striking range, not from clinch range. Yes, he's still strong enough and technical enough to get takedowns in almost any range, but his infamous takedown ability and his infamous wrestling comes from this range here. Is he going to step and jab? See that? Yeah. Fake pump. He steps with it when he jabs. He steps when he jabs. He also will step low or uh, he'll crouch low when he jabs. So you don't know if he's going high or low. And that's where the confusion begins, you know? Mm. And that's when he blasts you because you're like expecting the jabs. You're up high. Yeah. So you're so exposed and he just goes right fucking through you. You know? Fucking leg kicks. I wonder if Phil Nurse was was in his corner at this point in time, his Muay Thai coach. I think he was. I don't think he had Farasa this time. Yeah, I don't think George had Farasa hobby in 2006. I don't know when George went to uh, TriStar. It wasn't like he was, you know, in TriStar his entire life. Yeah, no. Uh, let's see here. Yeah, they're just kind of feeling each other out right now. It's crazy how much uh, scar tissue GSP already has in 2006. But it also could be because BJ Penn is just a fucking monster and one of the best of all time, and that's why. You know what else is great? Like, look at the size difference. Yes, yeah, look at the shape like, difference. Christ. Like, look at them in their shape difference too. Yeah, like, G GSP's cut at like six percent body fat, five percent body fat, taller, rangier, and BJ is just shorter. He's definitely still built, but he's not cut at all. But he's been inflicting more damage and is strong enough to be able to fucking. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like, look at GSP's face. Nose is bleeding. Right eye is already black and blue. Cut on the left on the left cheek. Ooh, nice kick! Nice kick! What do you think of two thousand six GSP? 
I'm seeing a lot. I although we're seeing it now, I was just gonna say we're we're seeing a lot less wrestling. Ooh, ooh, that was good. Yep. I mean, we knew it was gonna happen, right? Like it's G- it's GSP. You're getting taken down at some point, you know. Oh man! At what point um, did he start? Look at that! Look at that high guard by BJ. Look how he's trying to get oh, the guard yeah. above the GSP shoulders. It's almost like rubber guarding in Tenth Planet. It looks like you know when they pull in. Yep. On the on the foot, feet plate, feet have great placement on the hips. Oof. Is BJ still stopping? Yeah, BJ was still stopping that. You know how GSP always has like the conversations. How he's like, I don't like fighting, and <laughs> yeah. you know he comes out. He's like, I, I am a martial artist, and I don't yeah, like. He almost generally comes off as a guy who doesn't want to really fight. Yeah, but he's so technically brilliant at it, and like right there when he was kicking BJ, and then he like dove top level. Yeah, and started trying to go for just like ground and pound. You you, you have to. There's some kind of thing inside you that wants to do that. You know, it's like, I, I want to hurt this person. As nice and polite as he is, as civilized and respectful as he comes off, and as much as he talks about, like, trying to avoid violence, like, he not only is a master at it, but there's definitely a, a part of him, I feel, that looks for it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Not that I'm criticizing it. It's just I think it's a it's a great paradox. So at what at what point did he start training with uh, Olympians, like doing all the Olympic stuff? What the Olymp- what Olympic stuff? Like the gym- gymnastics. Just stuff? training in general. Yeah. Was it around this point or later on? No, it was later. I think it was around the Carlos Condit stuff. Okay. Around then. Around no, I think it was around Jake Shields. I think around a little bit before the Jake Shields time. I think is when he started doing that, or the Carlos Condit stuff. I believe. I don't remember the exact time frame. I mean, I know I'm a big fan of him, but I don't, I don't know that much, like to the point where I know when he changed his training regimens. <laughs> but I know I think I'm pretty sure it was around then. I, th- I I'm pretty sure it was around that time frame. He started swimming more, doing gymnastics and shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh was it around Carlos Condit? I think maybe was it? Because I remember Carlos Condit was his comeback fight. Um. From his uh, from his major knee injury. Mm. Remember he tore his ACL? Oh, yeah. I think it was. And they were like, there's no way he can come back from this and be the greatest still. And he came back and won. He got caught with that question mark kick by Condit. Mm. And everybody was like, <gasps> it, was like the, it was like the Matt Hughes part two flashback. So um, I want to say it was then or before then, you know? I remember watching a training video uh, on BJ Penn. He's from Hawaii, right? Yeah, he's Hawaiian. Uh, Him and his uh, team, they're growing out in a boat out in the ocean. uh, Running with rocks? Yeah, he's diving underwater. I don't know how many feet. 
picked up this huge rock, ran with it underwater, dropped it, and then like swam back to the surface. And I think he just kept doing like yep. reps with that. I, <laughs> Traditional techniques, man. Yeah. <laughs> Joe Ding's winning this fight so far. Like, what do you if think? If it count, I mean... Oh, fuck. Look at his face. Look yeah. But the thing is, damage isn't really a thing. It's more with, like, the technicality of it. And I would say GSP just for the takedowns. Yeah. Good point. Good point. You know? 10-9 runs. Yeah. What's interesting about this fight, to me, is you have two... Now, not only, yes, they're icons, right? You have two of the greatest of all time fighting it out together. But what you have that, that's most impressive to me is you have an equal level almost of technical knowledge and ability. You know what I mean? Yep. And you see it neutralize each other in certain ways. You know? So in the exchanges, it's almost like they're they're very it's it's very even in the exchanges. If anything, you might say BJ's landing more. When it comes to his uh, his hands, mm. but GSP is kicking a lot more. GSP is a lot more active. GSP is chopping at the base. GSP is trying to go low and go high. Um, GSP is initiating the clinch work. GSP is initiating the walk back to the cage. Uh, GSP is trying to close range, which is funny that you would want to do that against BJ Penn, who's a like world renowned, like the fastest black belt in the Gracie system or whatever, or not Gracie system. What is he a black belt in? Oh, what's the fucking school? What's the fucking school? Oh my god! Before I lose my train of thought, um, you you see like here's another thing like you see the 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 lockup by BJ to try to stop this, which is the takedown attempts on the cage. But what's weird is that BJ almost lets it get to the cage. Mm-hmm. Oh shit! Oh wow! <laughs> there you go. You know what I mean? So it's cool because you see such good... So you see great wrestling, right? But then you see BJ's great guard. You see this great guard he has where he's able to defend a lot from George's ground and pound. Like, how often have we seen fights where George is... Nice elbow. You know, yeah, but you see George getting inside. Yeah. And almost mounting people. Or not even mounting, but getting... Like this. Like, he starts to neutralize your options to escape. He starts neutralizing your ways to shrimp out yep. and push out. And he, he just stays in a position where he can just keep dropping shit on you. You know what I mean? Look at that. He engages again. Immediately goes back to this range. It's he doesn't wanna he doesn't wanna throw. It's because BJ's winning, I think, in the striking exchanges. Yeah. Yeah. BJ Penn. I'll find out. Oh, it was Gracie. I was right. Oh, no, no, no. It wasn't Gracie. He got his blue belt by Ralph Gracie. Oh, okay.
Good Elbow by George. So who do you think wins this? Because I know you don't know. <sighs> I know who wins. See, that's, kind of, that's part of the downside you, of some of these fights. You, I mean, that... obviously, yeah, you can't judge it by damage. You know, because the way I'm seeing this is BJ's definitely getting the strikes in, but George is doing getting all those takedowns. So I don't yeah. know what counts. What... Which would, which I would say the takedowns coming from the cage too means that by walking BJ back to the cage, he wins octagon control. Again, I know who wins this fight. So for me, it's kind of a spoiler because I know what happens. Some of these fights, I don't know the outcome probably. So, or maybe I do. I, I've always said I don't think I'm like the biggest UFC. Ah, see, there yeah. you go. If I had see, to there guess, it was. I would say GSP, and it would be by decision. So I just said there we go because we finally saw a, a traditional, like a vintage George St. Pierre takedown. You know, coming from a striking position in the middle of the map, blowing through, blasting through somebody. Oh, oh. Look at that. Interesting. So, you know, it's funny. I did that in PT when they were like, do this stretch. I was like, okay. So I pulled my legs and I was doing that. And they were like, what are you doing? And I was like, I'm stretching. They were like, that's so bad for your back. I'm like, it's yeah. bad for my back. They're like, the amount of, they're like, dude, all this stress and pressure is going directly on your, the discs in your lower back. You know that, right? Yeah. I was like, no. Look at that young Dana. Yeah, I think that's Phil Nurse in the red shirt. Yep. BJ Penn looks great. All right. Call it. I, th I, think, I think it was GS G um, yeah, GSP by decision. Way more takedown. I feel like the takedowns and the, the octagon control... Is what uh, wins you know, him over. You know what's cool about that takedown that GSP just did? It's never just a straight double blast. He blasted, faking a double, and then once he like once BJ like scrunched up, his left arm came up mm -hmm. for a sweep. Yep. And then BJ stood tall, like oh shit, it's coming. Yeah. He still yeah. got he got taken down, but like that's a that's great awareness. That's a great technique and great awareness. I don't think that's Phil Nurse. I think it's somebody else. Yeah, no, that's not that's not Phil Nurse. I was wrong. There you go. GSP wins. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> Coming up is gonna be Robbie Lawler versus uh Matt Brown. Matt Brown, yeah. That's gonna be a good one. Oof. Matt Brown's another like martial artist who's just a warrior. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. I think that's what makes this fight so glorious is that we're seeing the savagery. We're seeing these two guys who want to fucking die by the sword fighting each other. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, holy shit. You know what I mean? Like, look at his face when Matt Brown... Look at Matt Brown's face when he throws punches. And look at Robbie Lawler just at all times. <laughs> Robbie just has this look of a guy. This Oh, this is an honorable mention. Lawler vs. Brown, UFC Fight Night, July 16th, 2014. So this isn't even on the top 25 list as an actual placement. This is just an honorable mention here. Do you miss the advertisements? I do. Really? You, you know what it is? Um, I, I listen. I I understand where Dana's coming from and where you know what the UFC in general was coming from. It just it doesn't look professional. You know, I, they it want, does to me. It um. It looks. Look at NASCAR. Well, you know what it is? What's fucking NASCAR? Well, NASCAR is literally advertisements. What about what's his name with Mike Seafood though? You know what I mean? <laughs> or whatever it was. Like it just. <laughs> I don't know. When you got Mike Seafood on your ass and you have love handles, like, <laughs> what? I mean, I guess it. I don't know. I get it. Equality. Everybody wears Reebok. But at the same time, some of these guys lost out on a bunch of money. You know? Now, here's a question for you Do you think some of these guys fought harder to keep these sponsors? Do you think there was more no. like blood, sweat, and tears? No, I don't like, think so. No? Uh, I feel like there was a, no, a different he, type of... He, not that there isn't any passion in today's, you know, the way UFC no. is, but I feel like there was a different type of passion. I think that... Well, here's the main difference. The main difference now is that it's... Le this is an era where it was... I know what you mean. Like, how fucking intense oh. is this? Like... <laughs> Like two um, wolves. That's exactly what they are. They're both, alpha, they're both alpha, yeah. alpha wolves, and they're facing off. Holy fuck! Um, to me, you know what it was? It was because back then they fought. I think they. F I I I know what you're saying. I can't quantify into words how to say what the difference is. Mm -hmm. But I know what you mean. And I think it's be Jesus Christ. Nice combo. Jesus. Right in the beginning. Yo, Matt Brown walked right into Robbie. Robbie connected, and now Matt Brown's right back. Is back in his. Uh, he's stepping back because he was like, "Holy fuck, that was a blitz." Um, you know why? It's because back then, if you won a fight, guess what? You went up the ranks, and guess what? You were guaranteed a, a title shot if you fucking keep climbing the ranks. You know what I mean? Yeah. Now it's like, well, no. If I cut a good enough promo and I get enough clicks and likes, I'll be able to get a title shot. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think that's what the big difference is. So I think what you're seeing is you're seeing people who maybe don't deserve to be fighting in marquee fights because of their actual rank. Ooh. But you see them more because you see them fighting there mainly because of their promo work. Okay. I think that's what it is. Because, I mean, don't get me wrong. I think anybody who gets into a fucking octagon to fight professionally is going to be fucking going for it no matter what. But I think that's the difference. 
Robbie's doing good so far. He's so snappy. Like, look how fast and hard Robbie throws his combos here. Ooh. Brown connected. Brown connected oh. again. Brown. <laughs> you know what's what's really uh, interesting, which you and I both know, which I don't know if every everybody listening knows. You know when you do fight, and or spar or what have you, when mm. you fucking get into a combat situation. Yeah, and it is that. That moment right there, like right that moment right before. Oh, that moment when you're scrambling in a, in a in a fight, like when you're striking, and like it's not clean and crisp, and it's because you're fucking your adrenaline is up and you're panicking. Yeah. You're like, oh fuck! It's the same thing when you grapple it when somebody like unexpectedly grapples you, and you're like, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit. You know what I mean? It's it's that feeling of panic that people I I think don't realize happens quite often in fighting. Yeah. I bit my fucking lip like three days ago. And it fucking stings all the time. And it's it's not like, oh my god, it hurts. It's more like, no, it's just such a fucking annoying thing. It's like, <laughs> it's like, god damn it, just heal. So whenever I do anything, even just like, like just that, just, mm-hmm. just doing something like that, it's like, oh, cool, that hurts. Good, I love living in constant, like, nagging, nagging pain in my mouth. Look how much taller Matt Brown is to have head control like yeah. that. Like, Robbie's yeah. head is, like, up to Matt's uh, chin. Ooh, two elbows. Yeah, dude, the amount of, like, panic when you're... I mean, not for them. They're professional fighters. But when I fucking do this and I'm fighting for clinch, cl- fighting in a clinch, like... That's fucking panic. You're like, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit, oh shit. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. Stop the elbow, stop the elbow. You know what I mean? Jeez. Wow. Sometimes the shots that miss are scarier than like the shots that land. Yeah. Because you see like the intent behind it. Like, cause you see the full momentum, yep. the full movement. Like when they miss uppercuts. Yeah. And it's like Hydukins. <laughs> yeah. It's like, Jesus. Like if that landed, you were trying to take their fucking head off, man. Fuck. Insane. Brown's getting a little sloppy. He's, eh. Probably tired. Oh, he looks pretty good. He looks pretty good now. 
You know what I don't miss? I don't miss about this time frame. Mm. The fucking affliction and <laughs> dethrone. Oh, doucheware. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> is that douche-ware, what it, yeah, is that what it was what called? called it. That's what I call it. You call it doucheware? Doucheware, yeah. I hated that shit. I didn't have those brands exactly. Tap I, out. I did own a shirt, one or two shirts with all like that type of design on it, you know? Fucking like tap the, out. Yeah. Oh my god. I think back now, yeah, it's doucheware. Tap out, bro. It's bro Yeah, it's it's a uh, bro wear. Yeah, but those like tribal prints were very uh in at that time frame. Yeah. But it was like the it was like it was like the standard, you know what that was? That was like that era's time of like flannel shirts and like Timberland boots. Okay. Of like I'm a hard working man. Like you know what I mean? Like like to be the for in my opinion, the tap out and affliction and all that shit and all this tribal prints was like mm. I fuck. Like you know what I mean? Like like it was like it was like that kind of like peacocking like like statement. It's like I fuck and I drive a a, a loud exhaust car or a fucking pickup. <laughs> And I only brush my teeth once a day. Like, you know what I mean? That There was this statement made by people yeah. who wear that. Like, I never saw anybody in one of those shirts and thought, oh, what a, like, a hardworking, like, white-collar corporate executive. Like, you know what I mean? You just, you don't think that. I never thought that. You know what? You know what Robbie Lather has a lot of, which is really good? Hmm. Um, it's not consistent, but when he has it, it's it's really good. Is his uh, head movement? Like, just watch Robbie's shoulders. See how he's rolling side to side. Yeah. He stepped out. Brown came in with like a cross. He stepped out to the right, threw a hook while he was stepping out, came back into guard. Like, he's got great, he's got great boxing. Robbie's got such great boxing. See how he posts his shoulder up like Mm. he's, like he's ready to roll and block. I would say he's more of a boxer than anything. And I would say Matt Brown's more of a kickboxer more than anything. I mean, how could you not be with legs like that? And just... (laughs) Good timing on the the quote. I wonder if we're going to see a vintage Johnny Hendricks fight. Because that's worth it. Yeah, right. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus Christ. Man... I I hope Johnny Hendricks finds this podcast and listens to it, and he's like, "I want to find this Mikey motherfucker." <laughs> Keeps talking shit about. He me. does. Uh, I know we talked about this before. He does bare knuckle now, right? Yeah, he lost his first fight. Uh well, okay, not surprised. <laughs> um, how, how's that? How's that over the? <laughs> how's that belly doing over the waistline? Is oh, it uh man. still hanging? Oh, Love man. handles. Oh man, <laughs> still there. Uh, I I, I didn't watch his. It sucks when you stop taking certain uh, <laughs> supplements, right? Yeah. Do you really think he was taking supplements? Absolutely. You really think so? You think so? Absolutely. Yeah. Well, okay. It could have been like, his body was damaged and he's done so many weight cuts. And he's been through so many wars, right? 
there, uh, what fight was it? Versus Paulo Costa. The uh, his fight the after giant after GSP. Was that the one where he no, just came Paul, back shredded? No, and we were Paul, we, we were both oh, like, "Oh my god!" Oh yeah, he lost a shit ton of weight because he was like, "Yeah, I'm just gonna stop eating like shit food and <laughs> actually train like a champion now, or whatever." I remember that. I remember that, and he fucking that was like the best he was and ever. He was a monster, yeah. And then just, yeah, and then he was forced to stop taking whatever it was he was taking, and uh, that belly was hanging. Remember him remember that Paulo waistline? Costa? He went back to the burgers and. Oh yeah, that god, that angel, <laughs> the yeah, Brazilian, I... <laughs> the Brazilian archangel. <laughs> I was like, "Oh, Johnny, what are you doing in here, man?" <laughs> it's like, dude, if I'm Johnny and I'm looking at that dude across the ring, I'm like, "Yo, why the fuck am I in here? What am I doing?" Turn to my coaches, guys. What are we doing, guys? Yeah. Why, why are we doing this? Why did we take this fight? This was a really bad idea, guys. This was a really bad idea. It's like, no, you can beat him. It's like, how? How am I going to beat him? <laughs> I don't have my special supplements. Yeah. I think even I, th- I think even if you gave Johnny Hendricks all the fucking supplements in the world <laughs> and all the PEDs in the world, he doesn't have the... He wasn't going to win that fight. No. <laughs> no. At some point, somebody is physically better than... Uh, Physically above you in every way yeah. in, in that case. All, I, all I'm saying is he stopped hitting hard. Like, I mean, he was... What do they call him? Big Rig or something? What Big was rig. his name? Yeah. You know? I mean, I, I don't think he was hitting as hard when he stopped taking that stuff. Ooh. It's possible he, he had injuries and it messed up his form. It, it's, it's You know, who knows? Who knows the real truth of what happened? <sighs> so what do you think of this fight so far? Good. I think it's in. I think Robbie's gonna win. Yeah. Um, Why do you say that? Well, he's uh, he's getting brown up against the cage more, uh, landing more shots. Brown, he um, he he he's just looking. I don't know. He was he was looking a little sloppy. I love I love these the in between the round video shots when you have a shot like this where they got like it always happens with Demetrius Johnson when they're just DJ's like talking. He's like, yeah. So what should I do? Okay, so I'll do that. Yeah, no, I feel good. So I'll do that then. And then it switches to the other guy, and the guy's like, <gasps> breathe, man, breathe. They're pouring water. They're icing him down. There's a priest ready on hand. Yeah, they're like dumping water bottles on him, drying him off. Ice packs, compresses on the face, rubbing his shoulders and his arms out. They're like, all right, what you need to do? You need to do this. And he's not even responding. He's just looking down. <laughs> <laughs> and then it flashes back and DJ goes no yeah no I'll do that I'll do that like, <laughs> Matt Hume is like okay buddy so let's just you know stay away from the takedowns for now I was like okay but what it, would it be a good time if maybe I like like if I shot it with close to the cage yeah you know what if you, if you feel comfortable go for it you should go for that takedown okay well flashback to the other guy it's like come on two more rounds two more rounds <laughs> The guy's like, okay. Uh, uh, uh. The guy's like, like trying to put his hands up. He's mouth breathing heavy, and this DJ just like, mm-hmm. like mouth closed, <laughs> just like smiling on the other end. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. He's like, okay, 
<laughs> like, all right, cool. Like, <laughs> oh man. Oh, oh, he ate it. Oh, I wonder he if it's. It. I wonder if it's gonna be wall or knockout. Or a Matt Brown comeback. Who knows? Yeah, I definitely missed the advertisements because now I'm curious about what the hell dude wipes are looking at Brown's ass. Uh, I think it was just like men's fucking. I think they're still around. Yeah, dude wipes. Yeah, I think they're still around. I think they're just ass wipes. Ah, okay. Dude wipes. Yeah, they're just men's flush flushables. That's all it is. Wow. Yeah, it's just like, do you want to feel like a man when you wipe your ass? Dude wipes. Like, that's pretty much it. Which, ironically, are on his ass. So, mm. it's a very good placement. I want to know that advertisement for fucking, like, Mike Shrimp. <laughs> or Mike Seafood. I want, like, <laughs> just have every fast food chain. No, but, like, like how did you get that? fucking advertisement like yeah really that, that, are, you, are you just eating there all the time like a, f- a friend you know like or he was there all the time they're so like hey probably. man so <laughs> how's it going man hey it's you know is it you're right you look a little scratched up ah oh, it's okay you know just from training training what do you mean it's like oh i'm an mma fighter what you're a professional mma fighter? yeah man i'm in the ufc i'm fighting you know i'm fighting in five months man oh shit really yeah yeah it's like oh man Yo, you eat here all the time, dude. It's like, <laughs> I know, man. I got to fuel up. You give me some fuel. It's like, hey, man, we give you fuel. Maybe maybe you give us some ad space on your asshole. Like, <laughs> like, oh, okay. All right. I can live with that. Yeah, you, yeah. You keep giving me some of that <laughs> wonderful Mike Seafood. <laughs> Get you some eyeballs. Like, little- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that wasn't low. Did you see that? Yeah. That quote unquote low blow. Yeah. Yeah, that was a body shot. Good call, Joe. <clears throat> there's always a moment in a there's always a moment in a Robbie Lawler fight where Robbie Lawler like plunges into like this red vision mm. where he's like blood and war and he just like goes into it and you see him. Kind of like how Matt Brown throws mm-hmm. punches when he gets in the zone. He's like yelling. I'm sure they're yelling Kias, but like Robbie Lawler looks like he just. Robbie Lawler looks like a starved man, running at a table full of steaks. You know what I mean when he gets yeah. to that mode. You know what I mean. Sorry, we haven't been talking about this fight at all. We've been joking around about shit, but that's what happens, man. This is what happens when uh, Mikey and I hang out and watch fights. When we uh, used to go to bars and do this. Yeah. You know what's cool? This is legal streaming. We're supporting UFC. We're supporting ESPN. Yeah, man. We don't have to go all the way to a bar somewhere between the halfway point for where we live to fucking do this. Which I was thinking about and ooh, trying to think about the uh, logistics of making that happen and how hard that would be, you know? Yeah. 
So there's always a tentative nature in a fight like this where you have two guys who are who are deadly with strikers and it comes oof like that. Like Matt Brown stepped in to try to throw a, a cross and he immediately ate a high kick to the head by fucking Robbie Lawler. It's this tentative nature of I'm afraid of the mistake because the consequences are there's no like light consequences because mm. it's no longer a feeling out period. We're in like round three right now. So it's no, there's nothing but power shots. If I fuck up, you know, <clears throat> is this a title shot? Nope. Really? Yep. Wouldn't this be round four they're going into right now? Mm-hmm. They had five round fights before without titles. They usually did it for contenders. Really? Yeah. They do that now all the time. Five round fights. Main events are five, mi- or five rounds now. Now every main event is a five round fight. Where the hell have I, I been? Well, you never really watched this all the time. Round four. So look how confident Robbie is. See how it was just... I always watch the footwork when you see a major change nice. in, uh, in attitude or in, like, output. You can see it's the footwork carries everything else, right? Everything comes from the feet. So look at Vasily Lomachenko, for example, number A, of how dominating footwork can help set the foundation for domination across the rest of your uh, of your abilities. For striking, at least, but Robbie just went after it, man. I almost feel like a lot of larger fighters, like lankier, longer fighters, don't know how to handle um, pressure the same way because they're so used to being able to bully with their reach. Mm. So when you quickly close it, look, wait, look at Daniel Cormier. DC is a perfect example. He's a guy who has such short reach and. He's able to fight long guys. Like, look look at his fight against Alexander Gustafson. Look at him versus yeah. Rumble Johnson. Guys who have longer reaches, deadlier striking power. But DC's able to close the distance. And what happens? They, they cover up. Because it's like, oh, shit, this dude's inside my range. What can I do? It's like, well, you should clinch. You should probably try to get your hips involved to throw or do something. But they don't. And they say, no, DC goes, oh, thanks for covering up. Take down, wham, and just yeah. takes him down. I think I think one one of the guys who did a great job against DC was Stipe, even though Stipe got caught in the in the in the dirty boxing range. It was another classic example of this short, smaller guy closing the distance to get in range to neutralize the bullying ability and the reach ability. Mm. You know, a lot of people always say close the range on longer fighters. Well, that that's obvious, right? But why? The why is because you will get bullied by their kicks. Look at John Jones with his like his uh his like low side kick to the obliques. Yeah. To the his oblique kick to the leg and to the knee. That's a range. That's not like a yeah, could you damage somebody? Yeah, but that's that's a range keeper. 
That's wham, stomp, mm-hmm. wham, stomp. I'm keeping you at a certain range. And then he has his hands up. Stomp, stomp. Oh, you're coming in range? You're trying to avoid that kick? Well, guess what? I know where my hands are because my hands have been up this whole time. Here comes a jab. Here comes a jab elbow. Here comes, you know, pull down into into the clinch. Like, he's able to dictate you entering his range. This is a perfect example. Beginning of this fourth round, Robbie just closed that range on Matt Brown. Matt Brown, he fought back, but he was going back the whole time. Wasn't circling out. Wasn't trying to... He wasn't doing anything to slow down the, the pressure. And what happened? He got, he got taken down. He got mounted. Now that they're standing... Matt Brown see, he grabs the wrist, tries to gauge range, tries to throw, throw. Yeah. He's trying to throw out of engagements. Punish, punish, punish. This is my range. Don't enter it. This is my range. Don't enter it. This is my range. Don't enter it. Don't get close. Don't get close. There you go. See? Tries to circle out. Tries to get out. Because Robbie has the shorter range. The problem with Robbie is Robbie's a fucking pit bull when it comes to her striking. Mm. Like when he lands, it fucking it just looks like ugh. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And see how Robbie immediately steps right back after that engagement. See. Now Brown's trying to walk him back out, get range, get off the cage. Cool, we're back in the middle. But you see how he stopped walking forward? He walked all the way from the cage to the middle of the octagon, and then he stopped walking forward. And now Robbie's circling. And now he's like, okay, as long as you're away from me, as long as I have room to move and you're away from me, I'm okay. But, but Brown didn't... Ooh. But Brown didn't walk him all the way back to the cage. Mm. Why? Because that closes your gaps. That closes your angles. All of a sudden, you don't have the distance in every direction that you need. That jab's landing like right above Matt Brown's eye, it looks like. All right, if it's by decision, it's Lawler for sure, unless Brown does something miraculously. Now, do you think this deserves an honorable mention for a top five greatest fight? Um, I mean, I'll see. We'll see what happens in this fifth round. I just think the fact that it, you know what it is. I think it's the pace that Brown is keeping. I I I'm, 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 I think I'm kind of changing my mind here. I don't think it's him necessarily being sloppy. I think he just has a certain pace. Um, and he's surviving. I mean, there there was a lot of takedown attempts by him, but Robbie's you know takedown defense was pretty good. I just think um, in the end Robbie's going to get it. Now, what do I think as far as this being one of the top twenty-five? Yeah, greatest fights of all time. I mean, we have plenty of fights to go through, which we'll yeah. do throughout the you know the weeks and the months because we're not going to sit here and watch twenty five fights back to back to back to back to um, back to back to back to back. But yeah, I don't, I don't think it's.
I don't think I'd consider this one. Is it a good fight? Yeah, absolutely. I just think um, I'm watching Brown pace around a lot and Robbie just getting points. Yeah. Now, so here's the thing. I don't know what... what... See, because now he's unleashing. <sighs> Ooh, going low. Yeah, this is what I mean. Look how good Brown's head movement is on those jabs. Hang on, I'm gonna pull that back real quick. Watch, watch, the, watch, watch Brown's head movement on these jabs. Watch how he dodges Robbie's. Look at that one. Watch this one. Look at that. Where is it? Right here. Oh, yeah, oh that my was a God. cross. I'm sorry. That another Jesus cross. Jesus Christ. It's weird that Robbie's throwing a cross instead of setting it up with a jab, going far side, at a standstill. Ooh, elbow. good elbow. Give me distance. Give me space. You saw he yeah. came out with his hands. Oh. Yeah. Robbie's an animal, dude. Wonder if Matt Brown plans on retiring soon. He's had a hell of a career. He's been through wars, man. It's like these guys who go through wars and then they keep saying, like, oh, I'm going to keep fighting. You're like, dude, stop. Yeah. Like, you don't need to take more damage in your life. Do you want to be Do you want to be Chuck Liddell? Do you want to see Chuck Liddell? <laughs> do you want, you want to be Chuck Liddell? <laughs> Like you want to, you want to be in that situation. Stop. Oh man. Chuck Liddell. You know what's what's a really crazy attribute to Robbie Lawler too. Robbie doesn't like reflect damage. Like he he'll be cut, he'll be bleeding. You'll like you could do anything to him, and he doesn't seem to acknowledge it. Yeah. He's like a Terminator. He only acknowledges it when he gets wobbled. Mm. You know? That's the only time. That's the only time. You never see him, like, cower off from pain. Yeah. That's the weird thing. He's like, oh, shin kick to the ribs. Yes. <laughs> Break my nose. Fine. Cut my face in half. All right. <laughs> like, he just... It's like, nope, I'm here. I love this. Yeah. It might have broken that right hand. Ooh. Yeah, he's starting to... Yeah, it's probably broken. Ooh. 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 Did I guess right? Knockout? Ooh. Let's see. It's so creepy watching Matt Brown's like exits when he like like flops away. It's like, oh my god, like what if he just does like an up kick to you? Yeah. Like a Robbie's smiling, he's like, yeah. <laughs> That's funny. I, I almost haven't noticed that he hurt his right hand at this part. 
You see that, like, how he hobbles and flops away? Yeah. And it's like, dude, what if he just, like, throws, like, a looping uppercut? Or he, like, throws a roundhouse, like, a mid-roundhouse while you're flopping away? You know what's cool though, and I I like this a lot about fighters from this era, from this time frame. Eras, but maybe the wrong term. The uniqueness of people's fighting skills, mm. their style was so unique. Yep. Compared to today, where I feel like so we've talked about this, so yeah. many are cookie cookie cutter styles. Yeah. Like this is so cool because it's so black and white different when it comes to their fighting styles. For sure. It's yeah. so opposite. Oh man. <laughs> and they're both like, yeah. <laughs> wow. Right? I think it was a good I think it was a great fight. I think it was it a It was a good fight. fight, but do you think it was out of 25 years or so, one of the best of 25. Uh, it's it's hard. Like, because how do you judge this? How do you? What criteria are you judging this? The only thing I could see is like, oh wow, look at the comeback Brown made in the fifth round. Well, no, you know, it, but was, like, the thing was that this was a back and forth. It was it was a a very. You thought it was Why back and forth? Yeah. Do I think it was close? Nah, I don't think it was crazy close, but I think it was just like stylistically, it was very entertaining from a stylistic standpoint. The way they both throw, like I said, they're like I said at the beginning, they're both warriors. They both want to fucking take each other out. They both want to die by the sword. You know what I mean? Like there's something very entertaining in that perspective from them yeah so for that i would say that's that's where i come from okay yeah so we are gonna leave it at that people we will get back to you with our with the next fights at some point in time we're not good we're gonna give that a little breather there we're gonna give that a breather what i give that an honorable depending on the other ones i would say no i personally wouldn't I personally wouldn't. But I don't have the criteria of what they're using for this. Yeah. So I can't say that with, with definity. I, uh, definity. I can't say that by definition that it's not an honorable mention. But I think if you want to look at it from the criteria of, of it was an entertaining fight, it was an interesting fight. If you look at it from the context of that time frame, it was, you know, Robbie Lawler on the come up, Matt Brown on the come up, both on a hot streak to to you know championship contender status um yeah yeah in that case yes but in the sense of like strictly it's a fight how mm -hmm. do you judge this fight and that's it um no i wouldn't yeah i wouldn't because there's plenty of wars where guys trade back and forth for five rounds mm -hmm. that i've seen yeah so why what about you yeah i mean i i, I was kind of thinking the same thing you know i mean i don't think it was 
I don't think it should be considered, you know, the top or somewhere within the top 25 or the 25 greatest fights of all time. Um, it was definitely very entertaining. The only thing I could think of is, you know, first off, it's two big names going at it. Um, and just that fifth round, you know, because yeah. to be honest, I wasn't really that impressed with Brown the first four rounds i was like okay is he maybe it's a pacing thing at first i thought maybe it was fatigue or something um but then i was thinking okay maybe he's just pacing maybe something something's gonna happen in this fifth round and it did um but i don't think it was like oh my god like it's definitely in the top 25 or whatever right so but it was good overall it was a good fight for sure good point good point all right Happy New Year, everybody. Yeah. Hope everybody had a happy and safe holiday season. Welcome to the suck of January, February of it being cold. Thanks for tuning in for everything today. And uh, we'll see you next time. Or we won't actually see shit. We'll talk to you next time. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right. All right. Peace. Try this again. <clears throat> happy New Year. Yeah, Happy New Year, man. Woo. Woo. Say something. Uh, See, I do this enough where I know the mic placement where I'm going to be fine. Yeah. But you is always a... It's, a, it's, a, it's always a fucking thing. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. It's always fucked. I know. <laughs> you, uh... Anyways, this is a Behringer mixer. But I'm sorry. What were you going to say? Okay. You ever just uh, embraced a potato and really took in like what you're holding and said, you know what? God is good and uh, so is a potato diet. Yep, I have. Okay, cool. <laughs>